Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Mike, it is over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is done. Finally. It <laughs> was a yeah, long-ass build-up. I mean, it, I mean, it is the latest we've ever had to watch finals. July twenty, July 20, 20th, basically. It is. Yeah. We spent like two straight months watching the Clippers play every other day. There's <laughs> 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 something like that. Uh, no, so, I'm... before we jump into this, how's your week been? It's just... A couple weeks, pretty good. Got a mattress starting to like settle into my room. It's coming together. So, yeah. Happy about that. Everything's fitting so far in my apartment, which is great. <laughs> no, that's great. I've been doing a lot of like back and forth between like going back home and like going on campus. And I'm going to be on campus till like the end of the month now. But um, I've just been like I had to do stuff back home. Like it was my niece's birthday. And then like I also have stuff like for my research lab up here or whatever. It's a lot going on, but I've been able to like chill out a little bit. I was at the lab for a couple hours yesterday, but like um, I just been hanging up. Like now my girlfriend's up here, so like her, all my roommates and everything, we've all been like hanging out and stuff. And like I just came back from from the they opened up the the courts at the gym and everything again, like on campus. So I was I was over there. I was balling for like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. Nice. That was good, but it was <laughs> a leg day. I like I worked out earlier today and then played basketball later, so my jumper was completely broken. <laughs> Yo, you're you're not moving tomorrow, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, most be... of what I've been doing is traveling. Like last weekend, I was in Philly. This weekend, I'm going up to Boston. I saw that. Wait, what? What was it? What was up with Philly? Was it just like a random like trip, or like you you had an intention with it behind it, or what? Um, I was just meeting up with a friend in Philly, like okay from New York. Philly's only like two hours away, so it's not that bad. Fifteen dollar bus a ticket, like it's chill. That's shorter than um, fucking my trip to campus, and I do that <laughs> yeah. like once a month at least, usually. But yeah, let's jump yeah, in. The, I, used, let's jump. I used to do the Philly thing often, but like I don't do that anymore. Is the food there good? I'd imagine it is. Like, <laughs> is, is the cheesesteak actually city? worth it? Is the cheesesteak all all like it's hyped up to be? For for someone who's in New York, paid fifteen dollars, yes. Maybe not from like Orlando driving up there. The thing about New York is, it's unfair because you live in New York, and New York has like. Everything, everything is good everything is good yeah so it doesn't matter like down here there's certain things that like like i think two years ago right like i could never find any good ramen places there was like one of them near where i lived now there's like a ramen place on every other block like they're they're popping up like flies it's crazy yeah that and like a uh, boba tea yes dude boba boba blew up a little bit before the ramen but like Damn, that took off. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even in love with it. Or like, I don't like tapioca like that. But like, I'm I'm cool with the milk tea. Like, I rock with it. But just, I just don't get it with the with the tapioca, and it's just so expensive, bro. <laughs> yeah, for uh, for literal leaves and milk. Facts. Like, You're paying like, some places charging like eight, ten dollars for it. 
if you go to the if you go to the the right places that they're gonna charge you a lot a lot <laughs> all right you ready you ready to jump into this oh my god what is hey, this has been like the most exciting finals in a while it has like, dude like last year didn't feel like anything like this like there were because everyone expected the Lakers to win even and beyond that there was there was like also, also like bubble pandemic all of that just felt weird bam and, and dragic got hurt in the finals too like but even before yeah. they got hurt like that game one set such a bad tone for the finals <laughs> i was like are they gonna get swept after game one like i'm pretty sure like it, they i mean it's still posted somewhere on on our podcast but like they got out rebounded like shit it was it was and then they lost like their second best player i was like okay yeah no the heat they don't really stand a chance like this. Yeah. And like before that, what was that? Was that the Toronto one? Yeah. Yes, it was. Now the Warriors were like, uh, were injured to hell. Like, that shit was fun though. Before that, the Cavs sucked. It was a good series. It was, it was a good series still. Like, if you take out the, um, like the KD injury sucks, of course. And then Clay got injured, but like he still played most of the finals at least, which is good. Like at least we got a lot of good good ball from Clay. It just really sucks yeah, that he yeah, didn't like, yeah, go out I'm, on that note. Yeah, but I'm just saying like this is like from game one to game six, like yes, it was competitive. And yes, there were injuries on on both teams. Uh, yeah, no, and no, like Divincenzo, no, Saric, Divincenzo, yeah, but it wasn't to any of the like star players. No, yeah, for sure. And. Wow, <laughs> Giannis is the truth. Giannis Antetokounmpo is an NBA champion at 26. That is one of the best playoff performances for game. That game six was one of the best playoff performances, at the very least, in like the past two decades. He was putting up Shaq numbers. It was like... ridiculous. He dropped. He dropped what 50 and 14. He shot 16 for 25 from the field, 64%. He hit 17 for 19 free throws. Let's talk about that. Yeah, man. Fucking filthy. He was unstoppable. Uh, and like, Giannis won the game. Yeah, no, all those boards, all that. He got he, I, he was topped it off block. with five blocks. Five blocks. Giannis was, was not losing. He was closing out that game. There was no way he was going to let that get away. Drew Holiday had a double double. He shot bad. He shot poorly. Like, his, his like that's not what he they've needed from him at all this series. Like they've just been counting on him to have his defense, distribute the ball a little bit, and it's 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 Middleton they needed to be their their secondary scorer. And even even Middleton was was uh, had a bad shooting night. Yeah, like, but it, it like rounded out a little later on. Like he he hit important buckets down the line. Yeah, no, he was clutch. But Middleton like, has gone from like a playoff choker to being clutch so fast. No, no, no. It's uh, have you ever seen that meme? The it's like the life cycle of Chris Middleton. He's yes. a overrated player. He plays badly. Then suddenly he starts playing really well. So he's like, like oh, now he's underrated. The, then prime MJ. And yeah. He's underrated. And it just repeats. <laughs> yeah, so you just need, you just need to hit him on, on on the right cycle and. It, it apparently didn't really matter that much yesterday because Giannis put the team on his back. Like he wasn't letting that one go. 
Like he saw his target, he locked his jaw, like snap for it, went for it. Like that was an amazing performance. It was beautiful to watch. They had no answer to him. They were sending double teams. It was like they'd do like everything. Like it'd be like, oh, they do Crowder and Bridges. They do Aiton, single coverages, double coverages. They 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 try and <laughs> mix it up. Like anything they did could not have stopped him. Like Giannis would just go, and then it's like he throws it up, he misses it. Like the the rare chance he does miss it, he's like picking up his own board and going again. Like oh, it was a beautiful sight. He could not be denied. He, he was a man on a mission. Mm-hmm. Which is good. He's gotten so much heavy slander, and like on this podcast, we've been such strong Giannis supporters because Sid left. <laughs> so, like, so like it's just it's just praise for Giannis here, because like he's. He's been getting so much disrespect, and like people are like, "Oh, he can't be the first option on a championship team." Really fucking stupid take. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to be able to shoot. It's nice. It, like Ben Simmons' issue is not that he can't shoot; it's that he just stops trying straight up. Yeah. The only complaint I have on Giannis is sometimes he tries just a little bit too much to shoot from the three. Like, right, but he not... stopped. He like completely cut that shit out after the net series, and yeah, he just and went to work. Say... He put his head down and just just dove into the paint every time. Yeah, and when he's in rhythm, he can hit him. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. He tries one to one or three threes a game. Like it's fine if he makes him. He that's great. Like, dude was he he saw his window. Like. He, he, you in the NBA, you can't guarantee you next season. He saw nope. his window and he went for it. Congratulations to the Bucks! Congratulations to Bucks fans! This is a very rare podcast, I believe, because this is a podcast where a Celtics and Raptors fan are both happy for the Bucks and like, like we we we, we think they just like we're happy for the win, like we're cheering for it and everything. So like, it's a usual. I mean this. But- it's good. This finals, it's like uh, I was cool with anyone winning. Whoever won, like, CP CP three, Giannis getting a ring. Although, dude, the dirty plays from Chris Paul made it so hard to watch and like root for him. Like when he just shoved Giannis for no reason under the basket. That's it, who like, he is, though. I know, but it's like it's like in the finals. It's like when you're zeroing in on everything. It's like oh my gosh, it's just so hard to watch. And it, you know what it is too. It's so much worse when he's playing bad. I hate to say it. He wasn't it's like, playing that bad. Okay, game five, I believe. He had a really good box score. But, like, he committed all the dumbest fouls at, like, the worst times. And, like, it was just the way he he was getting bullied in the post. Like, defensively, there was nothing he could do to stop anybody. It was, it was, it was a really, like, you had to see it to, to, like, to, like, realize what was going on, you know? Because... He he still hit some like big time buckets. Like I think he had a three in like the last two or three minutes of the game or whatever. But there was a lot of just like him getting bullied and abused for being like undersized and like he was just getting frustrated and like making a lot of like irresponsible fouls and stuff like that. That's why he finished with five fouls in the by the end of that game. Yeah, I mean I I think game five is the only one I missed because my Wi Fi went out. But uh <laughs> Yeah. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Looking looking at the box score, I could see you thinking that, that Chris Paul would have would have a good game because he yeah, had I mean, like he, an efficient game. It was like a double double, and like one turnover. Yeah. No. Everyone was talking about like that last play with, uh, with the turnover, and he fouled Giannis. And I was just like, eh, whatever. 
like it, yes it was a bad foul like for sure but it was just like it was spur of the moment like i think the the other thing i think about when i when i see it is the fact that like chris paul's like six foot Giannis is six foot ten 268 pounds <laughs> it was a lob there was no hope of him stopping that bucket but he just he just shoved him just to shove him. I think it was instinct. I think that was just instinct, man. Like you see someone going down the paint, and if you're that type of player, you try to stop him. This is Chris. Most Paul. players in the NBA will let it will let it go. Most players will let it go. But Chris Paul, I don't this know. Is, this is Chris Paul. He, he has to he try. has one of the highest basketball IQs in the league. His that man's <laughs> instinct better have been to just back to the floor drop. <laughs> His only hope was trying to draw a charge on that play. He couldn't. He wouldn't even be able to. Like that yeah, positioning would. I think he was, I think he was inside the inside the the charging zone or whatever. The restricted area. Yeah, the restricted area. That's what it was. Yeah. But um, no, good series. Good series. Devin Booker balled out. It was, although the last like two three games it felt last like he, game, really had, to, last he game had to. It was uh. He had to try and carry them, and then like by game six. He was he was shot like really inefficient game from him. Like but, I think at the ha- by halftime he only had scored like four points. Yeah, it was it was a bad game, but like he had done so much. Like he did he did like forty points back to back and lost both games. And then the game before that, I think he had like thirty six. Like he was balling the whole playoffs because all, all these people were talking about empty stats. Booker like now it's it's like established. Devin Booker is a playoff performer. Yeah, I mean the empty stats was because he was on a bad team. <laughs> exactly, like they were rebuilding. What do you expect from him? It's like, what, are it they gonna say that Shea Gilgis Alexander has 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 empty stats? If everyone has high expectations for him, sure. Because it was like, was it? He dropped seventy-one points on the Celtics, and then 70. he lost. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, he scored seventy points and lost. Was it like, the Celtics? Uh, I thought it was the Knicks. No, it was against the Celtics. Okay. Because uh, he was having a back and forth with Jay Crowder, and Crowder was on the Celtics at the time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, Crowder's in uh in Phoenix now, and right. couldn't do anything against Giannis. A- Aiden also played bad. Like he got, I think there was like six or seven like Milwaukee Bucks players who had uh the, about the same or more rebounds. He was a than, uh, dude. Aiden. There was no no rebounding for Phoenix this past, especially those past couple games. Like their rebounding was just non-existent, and that's what really, really lost them the series. Because the last two games, points-wise, was really close. Had the rebound numbers been closer, oh my gosh, it sounded like someone just got in an accident out there, <laughs> outside. Or like, or like, I heard like tires screech. I really hope they're all okay out there. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, rebounding. Like they were, they were at such a disadvantage that, like, with the games being so close, had they just rebounded better, maybe they would have been able to continue. Oh, more screeches! Wow. No, I mean, if a- if Aiden, I think Aiden's just like he he lost track of the game. He got in his head, like lost confidence. Like it's He's a lot young. of expectations to put on someone on uh, what twenty third year, younger, third yeah, year third player year. playing against the most dominant big man in the league right now. Like, like dominant force yeah. dominant because like you can make an argument for Jokic being like a better offensively than Giannis maybe but but then but, Giannis is a better defensive player like yeah 
there's there's a, there's a lot that goes into it, of course. But as far as just like physical dominance, the closest thing we've ever seen to Shaq, the only person who maybe has an argument to to surpass him since since Shaq, that would be Giannis. Yeah, no, Giannis is a is a force of nature, yeah. and he proved that. But <laughs> honestly, good for for Milwaukee. They built a good solid team. They were the bigger team that really helped them out rebounding. They were hungry. Uh, Game six, Bobby Portis. <laughs> Bobby Portis. Bro, he was he was, at, he was a clown out. that whole game. That was that was funny. Like I sat there, I was I I, I tweeted out like, oh, Bobby Portis is one of the funniest people to just watch do anything ever. Like top five funniest people. No matter what he does, it's just funny. Just the way he acts. It's it's like, both. It's both. Like he just seems like he seems like he'd be a really cool friend, you know, like the dude who like really make makes everything funny. Oh my like, gosh. You can just no, chill with him. If you want to talk about dumbass fouls, Bobby Portis had all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't even get bad. It's just like what the hell, man. This team I I, I think about this team. And how good this team was. And I think about the fact that they almost had Bogdanovich. And that is just terrifying. Like that team would have been. Because they would have still had like DiVincenzo coming off the bench. They would have had like like Pat Connaughton still. Like their their depth would have been ridiculous with Bogdanovich. Maybe they wouldn't have traded for P.J. Tucker. Which they still should have PJ done. Tucker was the, was P.J. Tucker was, it, it was huge. Good move. P.J. Tucker was huge. If for nothing else, for the 5-6 fouls against Kevin Durant. Because they 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 needed every single foul that PJ Tucker gave them against KD. Oh my god, I I love that sister of fouls on Durant. Yes, bro. I mean, I think it's safe to say, like the league right now, now the top three player. I'm hesitant to even put like LeBron in top three player in the league right now, just because of injuries and age. I don't know, yeah. but like. I'll give deference to the king. Like okay. top three is uh, LeBron, Durant, and Giannis. Not in what, what, you can what, ar- argue what we the can order. Do is, can, what we can do is we'll say do. LeBron is like to account for injuries or whatever. We don't know how he's going to come back or whatever, right? So we'll account for it. We'll say that like LeBron is like at the same level, and we'll put the next three, and we'll just say LeBron can be somewhere in that mix. So to me, that's Giannis, KD, and and Steph. Only other person that maybe jumps into that conversation is Kawhi. Yeah, because we're talking about just, just the type of player he is. It's too, like he's one of the most dominant uh, offensive players in the league, mm-hmm. and he's a DPOY. <laughs> like, yep. you can't argue his presence on D. He is one of the best defenders in the league. So he is top at his pos- He's at the top of his position on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. night in, night out. Like Forget it's the top not of his a position. He's he's at the top of the league on both sides of the ball. Yeah, like it's it, it's kind of everyone's showing up like uh, his accomplishments at twenty six versus like LeBron and MJ. He's that level. Like he'll he'll beat you on the defensive end and he'll punish you on offense. Like he can do both. Giannis at twenty six yeah. has won a Most Improved Player, two MVPs. Defensive Player of the Year, an NBA Championship, and a Finals MVP. He's a, I think, five-time All-Star, 
or six-time All-Star and five-time All-NBA, three of which being the first team. And I think he's like a four- or five-time defensive, all-defensive team, too. Like, his track record is yeah. ridiculous. Did you see that? Uh, that they, had, they brought up that picture uh, during the game of him in his rookie year where yes. he was just like, he was like 196 pounds. I think he got taller, too. Well, hold up, hold up. You're, you're cutting out a bit. Let's just restart the call real quick, all right? He's like, he's small. Mike? Okay. Yeah. Boop. Hello? Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Go ahead. Yeah. It was like, it was like lanky, 196 pounds. And I'm just seeing his growth now where he's up, like... He's at 250. Like, it's it's insane just how much he's grown and improved in the league. Like, he looks like he got a little taller, too. Yeah. Like, he grew an extra, like, two, three inches. Yeah. Hold up. Mike, can you turn off the video real quick? Like, just so, like, it's, it's not, like, lagging as much? Okay. Yeah, there we go. But, yeah, no. Giannis has been, Wait. like, we were talking about this. So, when we, when the finals finished we hopped on Instagram live for like maybe like five, 10 minutes. And we were just talking about how both of us, uh, like both of us were saying how Giannis is basically one of our favorite players in the league. Mike's favorite player in the league. And he's like yeah. up there for me, like, like top three to five players for me, you know? And it's, it's just like it. It's crazy because he's only 26. So, he had plenty of time or whatever. He's still growing into, like, his prime, right? And he's just now hitting it. But it also feels overdue with just what he's been able to accomplish so far and everything. Like, it's, like, it's it's about damn time, <laughs> like 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 LeBron said. Oh, okay. L- l- let's, let's be real. LeBron won his first championship at 27. Right. And so did MJ. No, I'm not. I'm like, not saying. I'm not. I'm not discrediting it at all. It, I'm not saying he's. Championships he's are prime. not made. No, no, no I, I get it. But I'm saying like championship teams, mm-hmm. in general, uh, like because the Suns are are anomaly, <laughs> are not built overnight. It is consecutive seasons of just improvement, getting better, and like sus- continued success. Like the Suns are anomaly, where they were almost basically a lottery team and then went into the NBA finals. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't usually happen. And even then, like they got CP three development, young talent, etc. So like they're, they've been on that precipice for a while and they just need, and this was a steer year. This was a steer opportunity. And like, you have to, t- you have to take the chances because uh, even if you're a good young team, like I think the Suns are, and they have the potential to come back here. You don't know what can happen. OKC made a made one finals. That's it. Yeah, you know, the whole team blew up right after. So you got to take your chances, and it, it, it was just Giannis's time. This Bucks team has been extremely well built, and um, I got it. It pains me to know that I live in a timeline where um. Coach Bud and Doc Rivers are both NBA champions, but I got to give him credit where it's due. He did make his adjustments in the net series, I believe. Like he, he found it. He found his way through eventually. Like he, he made him some improvements or whatever. Started playing Giannis some more minutes, running more, more minutes to Giannis at the five too. 
that was extremely effective in a lot of cases, especially against like I think it was the Hawks, where that was like really getting mm-hmm. everyone. So yeah, like yeah. um, he he made the adjustments when necessary. Coach Bud is now an NBA champion, and as much as I've clowned him, I I. I, and I have to say it. I got to put myself on blast. I said that the Bucks would never win with Coach Bud as the, the as their head coach. I was proven wrong. Yeah, so I mean, congrats we, to Coach we Bud both, and the Bucks. Both are wrong. We, we both picked the Suns to win six. <laughs> I could have seen it going either way. It's just the Suns were kind of just like a pick on a whim, you know. It wasn't like I was discounting the Bucks or anything. I I, I thought the Bucks had a very solid chance. I mean, my reasoning was like you. The Suns have been playing consistently well. Yes. The entire playoffs. Yes, and the Bucks have been inconsistent. And I didn't but ex- incredible at their at their peaks. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't expect the Suns to like start to sputter out. I guess. Also. Facts. Especially because like they, they 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 had some injuries that they had to deal with, and I'm not like discounting their their run to the finals, but like it they didn't have to like hit game sevens and like you know just like go all the way to the end and battle it out in overtime games or whatever like that. Yeah, uh, and it's also like the the Bucks like Drew Holiday stepped up, Chris Milton stepped up, like they had a lot of people stepping up and they played well and. Yesterday, um, Giannis was just like, "No, I, I don't. Ca- I don't care if if Milton and Drew are not playing well. We're winning this game." Mm-hmm. So they did it, and it was great. Drew and Holiday was 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 the pickup they needed. Definitely, he he made the biggest difference. And like we we saw it coming because they didn't need another superstar. They just needed someone who could be a star in their role. And like, not that not to call Drew Holiday like a role player or whatever, but he's not like like a like a perennial all-star you know he's like he's, right he's under the cusp of it he's not all in, but like he's he's he's, he's close player. he's like he's like one of those guys like kind of like a um like almost probably i guess a little better than like a malcolm brogdon or like closer to like like a like a fred van vliet type role where like they're they're like at the point where they could be an all-star but they just aren't quite at that level where they're like a shoe in you know mm-hmm uh, yeah, congrats to Milwaukee and congrats to the Suns too. Like, of course, first finals is since like the Charles Barkley era, like, and first playoffs in like fourteen years. They they just broke one of the longest playoff droughts and made it yeah, to the finals no. in that same run <laughs> after after not making the playoffs last year. Yeah, no, they're they're great. Um, Was it two or three talent? years ago that I, they were the worst the worst record in the league? Three years ago, yeah, because that's mm-hmm. how they got Aiden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what Devin Booker and Aiden got next. Uh, mm-hmm. CP3, I don't know, man. That was, I think, that was the best chance he's ever gonna get to win a championship. Um, it very well could have been. At least, at least, as like the one of the top players on his team yeah aside from like that rockets run which was just like unfortunate or whatever but like that was that was probably the closest he'll get again hopefully we get proven wrong but i don't know we'll we'll see what's up my thing is at this point chris paul is established and everyone has their opinion on chris paul and it's probably not going to change much 
there's a lot of like negative reaction to this finals run but yeah like what is it four is she's the only player to lose uh four times in the playoffs up to up to uh like half of those he was injured <laughs> it's not his yeah. fault i mean so so that that's one way to look at it but a lot of people are like oh i'm not gonna like accept the injury excuse and just assume he would have won which is also fair at this point it is what it is chris paul just appreciate what his career was he's he's been a good player he hasn't been like a winner at the highest level which is a lot of the time coincidental due to like injuries or whatever so it's just what it is it's there's no way to change that but like just just appreciate what he brought to the game and like what he did over over his his career like his assist to turnover ratio is godly (laughs) he's he's been he's been like one of the best playmakers in the league for the past two decades now almost like he's just yeah. you, you have to respect it's it, whether it's championship or dominance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and nobody thought he was gonna be at this level like, now. We always have this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and remember when remember when he signed his new contract, I laughed at it. When I didn't think went, it was he was gonna be When he went to OKC, everyone like, predicted like a point one percent chance of them making the playoffs, and they made the four seed. Or the five seed, but they were yeah. tied with the Rockets, something like that. Yeah, no, it's when when he signed his contract, I thought it was laughable, and now I'm like, he 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 played every dollar of it. He's worth every dollar, if not more. Took two teams to overperform heavily because OKC this year didn't even sniff the playoffs. Granted, they made more active efforts to tank, but like, yeah, they 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 kind they of benched their best players. What best players? Aside from like well, Al Horford, benched, which they did halfway through the season, I think. They benched him. They benched uh, Dort whenever he played well. That got later though. That that, that <laughs> ended up happening like like three quarters through the season or whatever when they were already losing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like their their plan, like it was very uh seventy sixers esque trust yeah. the process. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. They got like seventeen first. And 17 second round draft picks coming up. Like they gotta, they gotta maximize those. Although, granted, they don't own. Yeah. No, a lot of them aren't their own, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> they better hope that that Kawhi leaves the Clippers yeah. in this free no, agency. Was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would that would send their their picks their value would shoot up. Oh gosh. Oh my god. Did we ever talk but, about yeah. Kawhi's like partially torn ACL on the on the podcast? No. But yeah, he partially tore it. Well, we'll get to that like in a regular episode. Right now, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. We, we got we got finals talk. That's that's all we're really gonna gonna focus on for this one, and then we'll jump into all the other stuff next episode. Next one, we'll probably be able to hit uh an episode about the draft, I think, because the draft is next Thursday or Friday. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For but sure. yeah, no, um. Yeah, I want to. I want to know what CP3 decides to do during the summer. Like I've heard rumors of like maybe the Lakers or some other team looking for him. If he decides to re- just rerun it with uh, the Suns, like yeah, yeah, why wouldn't who knows? he? I think he may have like not delivered in the finals like a lot of people had hoped, but 
it's very, very apparent the impact he had in like DeAndre Ayton's game and like developing him as a player and just a lot of the young guys, like he has that presence that like they all respect him. They all grew up watching him. They all like he has such a high basketball IQ that he can teach them things about the game that like would only come with experience, you know, or like someone who's like at like a historically great level can break down the game for them. And only like him or like a super high level coach or like somebody like LeBron, somebody who's been in the year for the league for like 15 years or whatever, they can like he can he can put that in into them, and like with DeAndre Ayton, it's not even just offense defensively he's gotten so much better his his ability to like run a pick and roll effectively all those different things have just like rounded out his game so much better, and it's. I'm not going to give all credit to Chris Paul, of course. Like, DeAndre Ayton had to, had to put in the work. And, like, a lot of people seem to just be crediting Chris Paul entirely for the Suns' success. But he has a role to play in it. And I think he could he could help lead them into, like, a long run of dominance if they keep this core together. Yeah. I mean, even even if Chris Paul decides to leave, I'm, it's that doesn't make uh, Phoenix a lottery team again. No, they have so much young talent. And the thing about young talent is they get better. Like, Giannis from four years ago is very different. I mean, like, when he got drafted, like, six years ago, whatever, is very different than the Giannis we have now. Devin Booker is in early 20s. Like, we talk about Aiden being mad young. It's like, these guys are going to keep getting better because Definitely. that's usually what happens, especially if they're motivated. Like, it's as frustrated as Devin Booker might be right now, like, I bet you, like, he's going to use uh, USA Basketball, like the Olympics. He's going to use it to learn from more experienced players. He's going to use it, that drive to win. Like, that's going to propel him to be a better player. Think of it this way. Giannis went through all the same shit. Giannis is basically just, like, he went through everything that, that Booker had gone through. And his timeline now, he's finally reached, reached the peak. You know, he's yeah. he's at the top of the mountain and he finally did it. Devin Booker is still climbing his way up the mountain and just learning and going and blah, blah, blah. It's his first time in the playoffs to make it to the finals is fucking incredible. He has time to round it out and like figure out how to how to make that that last push he needs for the Larry Obi. And as long as Phoenix is still willing to like assemble a good team around him and keep keep everyone happy, keep their core together, keep the chemistry up. There's no reason that they shouldn't because at this point, like, I don't like to re overreact to stuff like this, but, like, he has all the physical potential and everything, and he's shown flashes of it that DeAndre Ayton could be a top-five center in the league. So yeah. it's just it's just a matter of time and development. Like, at this point, they've they've done really well, and they have a lot of good pieces in place. I have a question for you, though, Mike. How good uh. do you think this team would have been had they not done the Chris Paul trade, had they still had Ricky Rubio and like Kelly Oubre, what do you see the Suns team like? Where do you see them placing? Uh, I think they still make the playoffs because just the development over the season, but it would be like as a seventh or eighth seed. Okay. Because like, I think the edge that. Milwaukee had is they were more experienced players. Like experience has a lot to 
I think that like uh so regular season youth is great because you mm-hmm. can keep playing every night. Like yeah. 40 minutes every night. So like regular season it helps you, but like in crunch times, in moments it, it, when games get close, when uh, in the playoffs in general, it having that experience, having that veteran presence, that's what gets you there. This yeah. is why championship teams tend to be mad old. They might not be the first seed all the time because mm-hmm. just a regular season is really long. You're old. Like, that's fine. But when it comes to playoffs, there's a different gear that kicks in. And when you're used to playing like that, when you're used to that pressure, it's great. And when you have young young players who are playing like that, like Trey Young this year, uh, Devin Booker, you're just excited for their future because if this is what they can if this is the level they can get to now imagine like three four years from now no of course so like there's the there's the whole thing between like youth and experience and then there's the rare case and this is generally what forms a dynasty where like a really young team gets a lot of deep playoff run experience so they still maintain that youth and that energy while knowing the ropes around the postseason and how how to play and like how to how to handle different situations or whatever, how to not get too high or low after wins and losses and just things like that. That is generally what will lead to a team like the Spurs or a team like the Warriors because had they not been that young, they probably wouldn't have been able to sustain those five deep postseason runs. Like they, Their bodies would have collapsed on them. Like, yeah, Teams with potential for that, like, like the Celtics, have a lot of playoff experience for being so young. So like, had they have they fixed like their roster issues and stuff? Like maybe they could make a lot of deep postseason runs and just like if they keep the core together, they could they could really be one of those teams that like manages to be youthful yet really experienced. The mm-hmm. Grizzlies could be on track to that too. For example, they haven't had too much playoff experience right now, but they've had some decent playing experience or whatever. And all their guys are super young. Or not all of them, but a lot of them are super young. So they have that chance to really like develop that you know yeah i'm excited for the future of the league like so many this is great enjoy like it's both like enjoy the players we have now because i saw lebron talking it's like "Ah, i might play this for another three three four more years that's sad to think about (laughs) chris paul's uh, chris paul is also like old like he's 36 like Enjoy yeah, the, now. The, the players, right? We have, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy them while they're still. The fact that they're still playing great after like being in the league for so long is just a remarkable feat. Like it's a remarkable accomplishment in in itself. Like enjoy them, and this... we're also at the time where we know that the future of the league is still going to be great. It's still going to be amazing. This is a passing of the torch era where like all of us who all of us like early 20 year olds like grew up watching watching LeBron and Chris Paul and Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, watching like all these Paul George, all those people having like these these playoff runs or whatever, Kawhi, all that because there was there was a like Kobe and like um. And like Tim Duncan and them, that was a little bit before us. We caught like the tail end of their careers, you know. Yeah. But like, 
we this is this is where the the players we really grew up on and watched they're reaching their time where like all the all the stars are starting to get old to the point where like you're seeing them slowly start to to fall fall off and like like return to like normal player status or whatever and eventually they're going to be out the league so we have to enjoy it and we have to like cherish these last couple years we have with them and just embrace all these new players there's so much good young talent around the league right now and it's just it's it's really exciting it's like bittersweet but i i loved watching all the new faces in the playoffs this year and i think it was really interesting to like mix it up where like we don't see the same teams every year we don't see the same legendary players that we've always seen like now there's there's new competition and it's it's yeah. it's interesting like the nba needs to do a better job of promoting it because like their marketing was like freaking out when they realized that they weren't going to have lebron kd or steph in the finals but it's how it goes they just need to they have so much star power bro like donovan mitchell drops 50 50 points like every playoff series <laughs> like capitalize on it no it's exciting no but it's like yeah getting old lebron is one of two players in his draft class that are still playing him and carmelo yes uh i don't think there's anyone else in cp3's draft class who's playing there is like what year was cp3's good for that uh i think oh the year after no stars maybe dwight no stars i think is dwight then i think dwight might have came a little later did blake get no blake got drafted later no, way later. Yeah, much later. Yeah, much later. They just they just played together, but like maybe like JJ Redick, he's kind of older. But I th- still think he's younger than Yeah, than like but CP. he's but JJ Redick's game is a little bit different. Yeah, again, he's not like a star. Yeah. It's and his game's okay, not going to so be great. The top picks that year were Andrew Bogut, Marvin Williams, Deron, Darren Williams, like damn. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of these people in a while. Yeah. Andrew Bynum was part of this draft class. Yeah, no, this they're going out, man. That's it's a fucking it's insane to think that Vince really played that long. <laughs> like that's just that just goes to show because like almost everyone from Chris Paul's draft class is out. Vince Carter was still playing up until last year. <laughs> that is that is fucking <laughs> impressive. But like, I don't care if he was like a bench warmer or whatever. You need to be in certain conditioning or whatever to make an NBA roster. UD. UD is who we're forgetting. Udonis oh, Haslam. Uh, Udonis Haslam. He has been in the league for... Can he retire? No, he, he, he like played yeah. just to get a tech for like... A minute. <laughs> I think in, I think in the in the Buck series, I think he came in and like immediately got teed up and just left. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Uh, yeah. He's one of those glue guys, though. Just veteran presence, hold the team together or whatever. But yeah, Mike, you got anything else to add? You want to talk about the finals? Uh, we're, we're, oh, you I don't have anything else to say about the finals, man. 
I think we're good, uh, bro. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about the finals. It was a great, great postseason run by the Bucks and by the Suns, by the Hawks, by the Clippers. A lot of great teams played, and they put up some good fights. The Nets were KD's big-ass foot away from progressing, and they were down Harden, and Harden came back, and he was not himself. They were down Kyrie. A lot of good basketball. Unfortunate that um, there were all those injuries, of course. Like, it could have been better. Like, we could have had more more stars or whatever. But just, like, the adversity and everything in itself was was something that could have been appreciated. It was uh, – it, it sucked, but, like, it was stiff competition, I mean, which you can say at least. Yeah. Also, it was, uh, Giannis, that knee, like, to come back. Like, ah. Uh. That was crazy. He was he was a he was a doubtful for game one, and then immediately came in and dropped like forty and ten, like twice in a row, and then closed out with fifty and fourteen yeah. and five blocks. It was a great regular season. Oh yeah, if anything, you wanna you wanna just wrap up some thoughts on the, like the regular season and just like as a whole how the season went or season. I mean. It was just, I, I I don't know. I was I didn't watch that many first season games because it was busy. Oh yeah, senior year, you were grinding it out. But all in all, it was a pretty good season. Yeah, it was a pretty good season, and the I was annoyed by the by the Brooklyn Nets. Honestly, they they just annoyed me. Yep, because it was always like, okay, let's get James Harden. Oh, let's get a little Marcus. Oh, that was one thing oh, we didn't get, address. Uh, whoever else we want. Respect. Blake Griffin. We did. We didn't say that. Respect to Giannis and respect to the Bucks for not being a super team. Not that I'm going to say the super team championships don't count or anything, but it there's a lot to be said about just sticking it out and grinding and just being a well built team and making it through. Like that shit is I mean, is hard I'm, to just go through the crucible and just and just come out on top. Yeah, I'm not an anti-super team person. I, yeah, I actually, I'm just uh, anti Kyrie, uh, anti anti competitiveness <laughs> situation. Yeah. I just want as many competitive how teams many, as possible. How many superstars do you need? Right, or at least even like, if they're I not a superstar big, anymore, like they still the take three. people with like a like a like a, a big name attached to it still for no reason. Yeah, I respect it. I respect the GM for it, but yeah, no, it it is annoying because like we finally had like duos, and we went into the season like, oh, it's duos, and KD and Kyrie, and like Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, Jared Allen. That team was still filthy. Like that team was going to be a good team regardless, until like Dinwiddie tore his ACL. But still, like they they could have figured a way out around it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes in the future because the Nets team. We don't even know what to expect from them. They're probably going to run into cap issues soon enough. This might have been their best window. Next year is probably going to be their, their best, best no window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, barring injury, they are my favorites to win next year's championship. Like, because I don't see any other, like... I'm going to yeah. wait till after the offseason. I'll, I'll wait till these, these, these free agency moves and then... The draft, I don't think the draft is going to affect it. Rookies never really changed my my thoughts on a team becoming a championship team. 
But um, yeah. So we'll wait on this draft class. Uh, not draft class. This this free agent class. See who signs where, and then I'll I'll make my decision. Because you can say the Nets, but yeah. like, what if what if like this this motherfucker Kawhi goes to like the Nuggets? That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> okay, that's that's a different. Okay, that's a different. Like barring something exceptional. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like a, another, Jamal another Murray, Earth Kawhi Earth. Leonard, and, and and Jokic. That's like one, three, five, filthy. Yeah, barring something else that's gonna make the state of California have an earthquake. Like, <laughs> I I I'm confident in my pick. Not because deadass when uh, Kawhi Leonard announced he was going to the Clippers, there was an earthquake in Cali. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. That's just crazy. Oh god, or if he goes to the Warriors. Jeez. Are they talking about Dame going to the Warriors? All that shit. We'll get it we'll get into that oh, later though. Dame discredit discounted also, the USA games. basketball. Yeah, we got yeah, we got a USA lot to talk about coming We got up. a lot USA's we got a lot basketball. of stuff. We got the draft. We still have to do our season wrap ups because I mean, for those of you guys who don't know, I guess we've only done one because, like, we've been podcasting for, like, one year. But um, at the end of the seasons, we have, like, a tradition that we're doing where, like, we're going to wrap up our thoughts on our teams or whatever. It's like a solo episode pretty much. Or not, like, solo, but, like, it's focused more on our specific teams. So, like, each one gets an episode. Like, we'll do a Raptors episode. We'll do a Celtics episode. And then from there, we'll just talk about, like, how we thought about the season what we're going to like want going forward or whatever, what we expect to see from them. And that's just like a one-off episode. And then we'll, we'll get back into like the regular stuff, but we'll catch yeah. you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy the finals. Hope you guys enjoy next season. And when you guys get bored and are missing, having no basketball, just uh, tune in. We'll drop some episodes of the off season. Also, we need more, more Instagram followers, like, come on, guys, live, and there's only like five people who show up. We need more Facts. people. Like... Facts. We need we need Instagram followers. We need listens. We need we need we need social media interaction too. Like, don't just be following. Like, like comment, like, swipe up on the posts. We'll reply. <laughs> we'll reply. Don't don't th- don't think we're we're too big for that yet. All right. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next episode later. Oh, oh, uh, uh, follow it off the screen pod. Yeah. (laughs) Later.